because of this idea that joy is in a specific experience or joy is in a specific possession or relationship. And it's not. That joy is always fleeting. The only joy that is available to any physical being is the joy of self and the joy of being and the joy of the experience, regardless of what it is. So we have a very special guest back again. Welcome to the Stream of David podcast, by the way. Andrea St. Amon, my favorite evidential psychic medium. How are you, Andrea? Yay, glad to be here as always. Thank you for having me. We always have great questions for the stream. I know you've got some things teed up and uh, it's interesting. Well, it, it should even be interesting at this point because the synchronicities of, of our world don't shock me anymore, but I'm still delighted by them. So I'm delighted that you showed up today uh, with a topic that is so in alignment with what the stream has been offering lately. In fact, awesome. we did a live last night and some, some of the topics that you wanna talk about came up in the live that we did last night on uh, Claim Your Power Hour. And that was uh, really talking about needing that next shiny thing to be happy. This belief system that we have for ourselves that you need to manifest something I need to manifest something. I need something to show up and then I'm going to experience my joy when it gets here, or I need a better body, or I need to look younger, or I need, you know, what, whatever the matrix is telling you that you're supposed to think that you need. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's a really good topic to start with. Yeah. Not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough. And I've just found, I found that I was actually a mantra running like below my subconscious, below my conscious level, it might have been beneath my subconscious if we can really get down that deep. But that that thing of like you need to just give one one more piece of yourself in order to be enough, or in order to be good enough, or whatever that not enough looks like. It just kept it finally like ran enough that I realized <laughs> that it, it trickled into my consciousness. And I was like, wow, how much do I walk around life feeling like I'm not enough, I'm not performing well enough, or my, to me, it's not life not having enough, but wow, I don't, well, I don't have enough money coming in my bank account, so I must not be good enough. Or my landscaping right. is crappy and I don't have enough time to fix it. So I'm really not good enough. I can't even water my plants. I mean, it comes up in like these stupid areas all the time. And once I became aware of it, I realized it was like my perfectionistic tendencies really running amok. Yeah, I think it's an interesting thing and, and we'll bring the stream in and you can talk to them about it. But they, they speak often of the perfection of imperfection, that the imperfection of life is what actually creates expansion, which is why we're here. But there, there is an idea of seeking something or, or wanting to create something that is a masterpiece mm -hmm. and we appreciate a masterpiece. But since everything is vibrational, you've always got this sort of fine line from desiring the creation of some sort of a, of a brilliant new thing, whatever it is, and needing it. The vibration of need is such a tricky mm -hmm. thing for everyone right. because when you, you desire something and where I have moved recently, just within the past six months in my practice, is moving into that, wouldn't it be nice or good for them instead of, I really need this or why not me? You know, I haven't been in the why not me space for quite some time, but I have been there. And I know a lot of people exist in that, you know, why them and not me? Why do they get to have this, this life experience and I'm not having that? 
that comparison energy, which is destructive because there's no comparison uh, that you're going to do that isn't going to result in you ultimately lowering your vibration in the comparison. Mm, right. Because there's always somebody that's going to have something shinier than you, right? Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. The creator of the masterpiece, 100%, I, I, I guarantee you, the creator of the masterpiece doesn't think it's a masterpiece yet. Like, oh, if I could have just tweaked that one more thing, then it'll be perfect. Right. Well, and, that, and perfectionism, again, there's, there, there's the contrast on all topics because of polarity. So the perfectionism can drive you to a higher state of creation. Sure. Wanting it to be the best that it can be. I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. No. I but agree. when you start, when you flip over into judgment, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be enough. It's not good enough. You know, that tortured artist. Yes. That, that, yeah. I mean, how, how do you, I guess you can ask the stream this too on my behalf, if you would. <laughs> um, how, how do you create something that's brilliant without torturing yourself in the process? Yeah. And not flipping into the judgment because that's what you just what you just articulated is the key there and that's where i found myself like constantly running some program of self-judgment that i'm not enough this isn't good enough and it's just it is torturous and i was actually exercising one day and i remembered uh your 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 trick of naming that voice in your head oh claude yeah claude i couldn't remember his name but claude and all of a sudden I re realized it was the voice talking and I was like, oh, this is Miss Prissy Pants <laughs> who thinks she's a perfect, she thinks she's perfect. And I'm not, but she is apparently because she's just like <laughs> judging me all day long. So I've got my, my name now for that voice. It's Miss Prissy Pants. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to name it because it, it is part of you. And ultimately, like all things we want to appreciate, but the 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 giving it an identity allows you to detect it yeah and realize that ah oh, that's not that's not the whole of me right. the you, the whole of you as a human being is is your ego consciousness and your source being yeah and that's the whole of you but we're moving through this polarized you know experience so you're weaving in and out of more source less source more ego and when fear and judgment are present, you know that you're operating an ego. When joy and abundance are present, you're operating more in source. And I love to sort of teach that way. We're never 100% one or the other, but allowing more source and a little less ego, uh, you know, understanding that when the ego gets chattery like that, that's drawing us back into that, that matrix of judgment and fear and you know, all of those things that really hold us away from our natural state of abundance. Right. The other uh, facet of this uh, energy is also that sense of pleasing others. You know, that sense of, of caring about what other people think. So it's like, oh, wait, well, if I could do this one more thing, then they'll like me better. I'll be worthy. Yeah. I'll be worthy or I'll be perceived as being XYZ. I'll perceive be perceived as being better or more successful or whatever that is. But that's, that's something I, I've caught in myself as well. And it's interesting to me when I get a particularly nasty, grumpy client, they reflect that back to me quick. It'll, they'll literally say, you know, one more thing, just one more thing, just one more thing. And I'm thinking like, I, I can't give you one more thing. I just can't, I, the only thing else I can do is set myself on fire. Would that satisfy you? 
you know, but then I realized, wait, that's just an external reflection of what I'm already running inside myself, that I'm not satisfied and I'm really putting this judgment on myself so other people will, I don't know, think differently about me. Like so me. If, you, if you go into a session believing that what you're offering them is perfect, mm -hmm. then you're going to receive that response from them as opposed to, am I offering what they're looking for? Am yes. I doing a good enough job? Absolutely. Because particularly in my business, I can't offer what people are looking for because I have no control over who's going to come in in the spirit world and what they're going to want to talk about and the evidence they're going to bring in. Now, my intent is always to serve someone's highest and best need, but your highest and best, your need might not be what you want. Right. They can leave very dissatisfied, I would imagine, in the moment, because in the times I, I haven't uh, met with a psychic in a long time, but I used to all the time when I was trying to figure out what the stream was and what this what, why I was weird. Yes. <laughs> I go to psychics all the time. And there were so many experiences that I, I had a lot of really good experiences with psychics. And so often the things started unfolding long after the interaction yes. that gave value to the interaction. Yeah, because you're getting what you need, not what you think you want in the moment. But if I go into a session thinking I've got to please this person, I'm doomed. I'm doomed from the from the get go. And I hear actually a lot of spiritual practitioners um, say that. You know, one of their fears of stepping out is they're not going to meet. They're not going to be able to please their clients. It's like, well, you got to work for spirit, work for source. You got to do the best you can possibly do and show up the best and most authentically you possibly can. And that'll meet their need. Yeah, that's a good point. Because when I, when we started uh, tie a boot camp, uh, I was still in the business sense. I was still in that old 3d business model of you've got to make your customers happy. Yeah. Uh, you've taken their money. Now it's your, I used to say that when I worked in retail, <coughs> you know, I was a retail executive for over 20 years and I would preach this, you know, if we take their money, it's our job to make them happy. And that didn't work very well in our world because you know, the tie, learning the tie practice and getting into boot camp is not necessarily about diving in and just immediately being happy. It's about working through all your crap to get there. Right. And we can't, uh, we can't shield them from that. Right. And the stream talks all the time about we're, we're not here to save other people or other beings from their physical journey there, you know, right. if you can offer assistance and they're asking for it, certainly that's, there's nothing wrong with that, right. but this savior complex of I'm going to change the world and I'm here to save the world and I'm going to change humanity and I'm going to shift consciousness. We hear that a lot in spiritual circles and it's yes. very egocentric really to think that, that, that you are here to change someone else's physical journey. Right. And I think a lot of people, when they get on a spiritual journey, they almost want to give it up and be like, okay, I'm coming to you for you to fix my life. It's like, well, I can give you guidance, but you got to go out those doors and fix it yourself. You know, and you still have to go through your grief process or you still have to go through your, whatever the process is. I can't do that work for you. But I think there are some people who come to a spiritual um, practice thinking this is this, this person, this thing is going to save my life without me doing anything. Right. 
Well, I, I'm a firm believer that all healing is self-healing. I don't, I don't think that there's a such oh, sure. thing as an external healer, but there's somebody that can offer clarity and guidance and, and, and things like that, which is, I think, what we both do. Right. But it's up to them to have the experience the way that they have it. And there's no wrong. Source is very clear. There's no wrong experience. There's no wrong way to experience being a human being. So if source isn't judging it, you know, that's my cue that, hey, maybe I shouldn't judge it either. If somebody you know, struggles a little bit in my program, that's actually turned out to be a good thing. The people that get in and really struggle with it and stick with it have the biggest breakthroughs always. They're going deep. I feel like that with any process, with the grief process, with the, um, I work with a lot of people stepping out in business and entrepreneurship. And it is like, it's the struggle. It's like, it's not fun. You don't want to do it. But the people who really are deep in their grief, they move through it. And they're deeper, stronger people than, than otherwise. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Well, until, until you work on cleaning up, we, we talk a lot lately about your vibrational basement, you know, until you go into the vibrational basement with a flashlight and see what's down there ah. and, and work through that stuff, it's there. It's <laughs> always there. Yep, totally. Yeah. But it's always there. Dra it drags you down all the time. And certainly when you move through what we call vibrational flow, you know, this flow of, of life where you're energetically up and down, when you go down, it's right there waiting for you. It creates your triggers. It's the root of all of your limiting we beliefs and it. fear and all that stuff. Yeah. We go down into the basement with our flashlight and we instantly start judging everything that's down there because, you know, probably in my next door neighbor's basement, their basement's cleaner than my basement and it's not, but we get really judgy yeah. about all the sludge in our basement. Yeah, you're talking about the Instagram version of your neighbor's basement, not their real basement. <laughs> yeah, so true. Well, good. Let's, this is all good stuff to chew on with the stream. So let's take a break and bring them in and then you can uh, ask them whatever you want. We'll be let's right go. back with the stream. Going into boot camp, my vibration on a, sort of a default average basis was pretty good. Coming out of boot camp, it's significantly higher. And anyone who knows what vibration is all about knows that basically means I'm I'm happier, I'm more joyful, I'm more I have more clarity, I'm more appreciative more of the time, a lot more of the time. And anyone who knows anything about law of attraction, conscious creatorship, all that kind of stuff knows that's where you want to be. That's what all the great teachers have told us. Get yourself into that high flying place, as Abraham likes to call it. Well. I'm now much more in that high flying place having come through Thai boot camp. So if I want to, to kind of quantify it into one thing, I'm higher vibe, a lot higher. We're here. Hello. Today we want uh, to ask you about perfectionism, but really specifically, uh, I guess the threads of per perfectionism, how those show up, such as judgment of ourselves and others of like, that's not enough, not enough, not enough. Just one more thing. We, we will begin on this topic by sharing that you, you all have desire. You, you all come with it with a predetermined, not a predetermined destination or, or even a predetermined journey, but a predetermined desire for expansion of your, your eternal consciousness, of your soul, if you will. And projecting into physical, you understand from your eternal state of consciousness that you are 
projecting into a physical environment that is polarized and you are projecting into a physical vehicle that is going to, to have an energetic signature about it that is going to serve to overshadow much of what you bring in meaning that, that you are going to acquire an ego, a, a human consciousness, so that you can have the human experience in the earth environment. And in that desire for expansion, that is, that is, that is in you always. That human consciousness does not overshadow that. That desire for expansion is then assigned to, to a more human sensibility. And we, we speak often of the human created collective consciousness of the matrix that you all project into. And we refer to the matrix, we are referring just to that. And the, the matrix is a vibration and the vibration of the matrix is very much about distracting you with other versions of expansion that are an illusion of expansion that don't necessarily create expansion. Meaning the, the matrix is telling you that you have to obey the rules and the laws and you have to behave the way that perhaps your parents are telling you to behave or your culture or your religion is telling you to behave. And that, that, uh, that pleasing those beings and, and, and moving through working in those rules, that that's going to somehow create expansion for you. As you move a little further down the path, then you are taught that that achieving certain uh, accolades and, and, and things of this nature, that that is expansion. And then you move a little further yet, and suddenly you are being told that consumerism is expansion. Have this experience, have this next shiny thing, look at this beautiful thing, don't you want that? And all of that begins getting labeled as expansion. But true expansion is, is achieved in new creation. And every thought is new creation. And a thought believed consistently can become new creation in 3D. So you have a new idea, a new thought, and very often your new thoughts and your new ideas are born of the very things that you discern is not your preference. So you, so you have a solution to something. You are in high vibration. You come up with a solution. That solution is offered up to you by source. You are aligned with that solution. And as long as you let that go, it will happen. That is new creation. And for you to view something in your environment, and there are endless things that you all view in your environment with appreciation automatically. A, a beautiful sunset, a delicious meal, a, a stunning vista that you're looking upon, even human created things such as cars and fashion and, and, and homes and, and architecture and things like that. You have the ability to view any expression of source in appreciation and see the beauty of it and label that perfection. The, 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 the perfection is relative and perfection is vibrational as all things are. Your appreciation of it leads you to this notion of the perfection of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with you seeking to create something of perfection something that you, that you appreciate so much that is something that you've allowed to come to full fruition, whether you are creating it with your mind or your hands. It, it, it is a consciousness creation first, always. So the seeking of perfection is, is, is polarized like everything else. It's not necessarily a bad thing to desire the most perfect version of something that you can drum up. 
However, where you, you, you slip back into the matrix is when you start judging the process or the length of time that it takes for it to manifest or the, the end result that may not be completely fleshed out yet, but you're so impatient with it. And we say you, we're speaking to all of humanity that you believe this is the, the finished completed version and it's not exactly what you thought it was going to be. And then you allow yourself to go down your spiral and begin judging yourself about it. But you don't have to do that. Understand that there is a process of creation where you can begin the process of creation and it can begin coming together for you. And then polarity will magically take you down your spiral and then you will completely unravel that new creation. And you will believe that you had it coming to you and that it was on its way. And then suddenly you did something energetically that caused it to go away and you did. But understand that that is the universal process of creation. And what the matrix tells you to do, because the matrix operates in reverse of universal law, the matrix often tells you to give up, to quit. You tried, it wasn't perfect. It's time to move on to something else. It's time to give up the pipe dream you hear. But notice that the ones that are really, really, really successful at creating things that you believe may be perfect are the ones who don't quit and don't give up and allow the unraveling of manifestations and then the new creation that springs forth from there. Because very often the things that you deem as a big creation, a big manifestation, you are the one that's making it big. Therefore, you are the one that is slowing it down. Because of the bigness of it, you are thinking about it often and you are thinking about it often through various states of vibrational flow. So vibrational flow in a high state, you will launch this new desire. This new creation is, is coming together. And then vibrational flow takes you down a bit. And when you go down into that lower vibrational field, you revisit that vibrational creation, your idea, even if it's not even begun to physically flesh out yet. And you start to question how, why, when, where, how much, how long, why not now, all of these things. And that causes the unraveling or the slowing of it. But you move back up into higher vibration again. And if you're not afraid to go back into the creative process, simply daydreaming it into being, then it will come right back to you. So this up and down process of creation is universal design to allow you to create a more perfect version of. But you, you have stated in this interaction that, that artists very often do not believe that their completed product is perfect and their critics say that it is perfect. That, that, that is a sign of the never-ending creative energy of, of that which you would label an artist. They, they never believe they're done, but they realize at some point they have to stop because they have to stop, they have to deliver, and they have to simply hope that it's good enough. And then very often they're pleasantly surprised to hear that indeed it is. It's beyond that. But that is the process of creation of all things. The only time you ever quote unquote fail at anything is when you stop the process, when it starts to unravel and you give up, which it's your choice to do. There's no penalty for giving up other than the fact that you're not allowing that once hatched desire to come to fruition. Beautiful. I think throughout that you answered the question that I was that, that David actually asked me to ask and that how do you create brilliance? And I think that, that you've answered that in there. The sustained belief through vibrational okay. flow equals brilliant perfection. Yeah. And, and, and your, look at your world, look at the perfection of the, 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 the vegetation and the animal kingdom and, and, and how your world sustains itself. 
how, how wind and water and fire and all of these things regenerate continually in your world to sustain the, the, the beautiful environment that you've all created for yourselves. You are all a product of your environment and you are all co-creators of it. And, and notice the perfection of it. And the, the overthinking and the over-questioning creates the cracks in the foundation that you might call perfection. So what group of beings creates more suffering for, for itself than humanity? Because you, as a mutation of, your, of the earth environment, your intelligence is, is morphed beyond just function, beyond simple evolution in, 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 in response to your environment. Your, your animals are, are, are operating that way. You are not. You are, you are creating new things intentionally. And that new stream of creation, as you have all become aware, has sped up significantly in your linear time which is creating the, the scenario that you've got in your earth environment right now, where you essentially have this, this, this war going on of polarity. Many of you are using your technology and using your life journey to, to come to this place of, of what you might call enlightenment or spirituality and begin working your way out of the matrix a bit while others are diving deeper into the matrix. The, the matrix is alive and well. It's, it, it serves humanity very well, but it also creates the vast majority of humanity's suffering. You know, listening to you, I keep feeling that it's almost like there's two processes going on here. One is very internal and one is very external. And what I mean by that is that if we are staying internal and keep working on ourselves in our own pursuit of brilliance, we will keep in the cycle we'll keep that's where we can't fail it feels like when we start looking for external validation to a fault that we turn into judging ourselves because other people might not like my creation other people might not like how i'm showing up i'm not good enough for other people that's when we it sounds like what you're saying is when we we, we lose ourselves we lose that the authenticity of that pursuit Again, operating in the in the matrix, the matrix is very much telling you that that pleasing others and, and fitting in is very important. But very often, pleasing others and fitting in causes a lot of your own suffering. Sure. That that striving to please others and fit in and, and, and be in the rat race, so to speak, of, of keeping up with everyone else. Whereas when you let go of all judgment and all expectation and simply allow yourselves to be, you find a state of joy that few humans allow themselves to experience at this time in your world. Because when you completely let go of worrying about the judgment from other people and, and you detune the judgment of self and you simply have your human experience, having your human experience almost completely void of fear and judgment is, is something that you can all strive for if you so choose. And when you do that, you are no longer operating in your ego. You no longer need to be right. You no longer need to be liked. You no, no longer need to be popular. You no longer need other beings. You no longer need to, to alter your opinions or behaviors to fit with other beings and make them comfortable being around you. You learn to be, be very joyful in solitude and very joyful in silence. 
though you are not here to, to spend your lifetime in solitude and silence, but understand that the more you move into authentically loving yourselves and detuning the judgment of self and the judgment of others, the more the landscape of your relationships is going to shift and you're going to see other beings begin to show up in your life that, that are aligned with that, that appreciate themselves, that are at peace with themselves, that appreciate you, that don't perhaps think that the world is damaged or broken or are going downhill. It's not. The earth environment is thriving. The earth environment is continually thriving. Even when you, you set up obstacles for yourselves, your pandemic was, was quite an obstacle that humanity created for itself. And moving through that obstacle, you all had your choice of how to operate through it. Did you double down on fear and judgment and needing to be right and now find yourself steeped deeper in the matrix? Or did you simply learn to shut all of that noise off and go inward, appreciating more, loving more, and appreciating even those that are, that are in a completely different vibration than you? That is a magical state of being. When you no longer need others to, to agree with you or, or validate you, you are truly free. And that actually, I think, is right when you really do start pulling those people, other the right, not the right people. You start really pulling a lot more people. In you're, your you're, the, the, well, you're always pulling the right people because the right people are going yeah. to be your vibrational alignment, as you have suggested, <laughs> allowing the, the, when you are judging another that is in your presence, you are seeing a reflection of you. Right. You can choose to judge them or you can choose to say, wait a minute, I've attracted this being. How am I doing that? What element of me is present that I'm reflecting back to myself in this interaction? The, the, those that come on and, and, and speak of how do I manifest my way out of a toxic environment? Our guidance is always the same. Look at your own toxicity. Mm -hmm. What are you doing that is toxic, that is creating a vibration that aligns you with that? perhaps judge it less, appreciate it more for the clarity that it's offering to you. Yeah, I think that it's, if, if we're, what you're saying, I think is if we're comfortable enough in ourselves um, and right where we are on any given day and we're doing the best we can do and we really are doing the best we can do and we're comfortable with that, we're going to attract authentically like a true authentic connection there that somebody else is going to come right it, it's going to be perfection that that connection that relationship that interaction will leave both people feeling more high vibe i think even Indeed if it will. your authentic place that day is you're having a crappy day but it's that's where you are and you're not judging it and you're down you're down in the basement but if that's where you are, and as always, when, when you're in your lower vibrational flow, you, you are, are, are very often finding yourselves in the noise of the matrix. You, you open social media and here's more evidence that you're in the matrix. Here's more people complaining and judging and needing to be right and, and yeah. dividing us against them. All of that is the matrix. All of it is. And all of it is designed to hold you in a lower vibrational state where you are more controllable. And, and your world is all about having control over the masses. Your governments and your religions and, and your cultures and even your families confirm that all the time for you. But the more you detune the judgment of that and raise yourself to a vibration where you can observe it without judgment, that's the key, is to observe the matrix without judgment, observe your own ego without judgment, observe your own lower vibrational 
flow, whatever, however you are reacting to that, learn to detune the judgment of that because you're never going to cure that. As long as you are in a physical state of being, you're moving through vibrational flow, you're going to have this high and low and it's expressed in your emotions. You, you know that you don't feel the same day after day after day. And it's not just about what you're consuming as far as food goes. It's, it's, it's just your natural vibrational flow. And very often when you're in a lower vibrational flow, you are finding yourselves not functioning on multiple levels. Do you have any suggestion on how to nip that in the bud? Like how to, how to become aware sooner rather than later that you're really operating deep in judgment mode. So you can get, getting ahead of it by establishing a practice where you are finding things to appreciate and clearing your mind and perhaps doing a bit of, of what you may call meditation, whatever your version of that is. It's not the same for everyone, but where, where you are simply grounding yourselves is a habit right off the bat before the day gets away from you because you wake up in various states of vibrational flow. And if you jump into get it done mode, I've got to get out of bed. I've got to meet this deadline. I've got to jump in the shower. I've got to get to work. I've got to answer the emails. I've got to take the kids to school or whatever it is. When you jump into get it done mode, that is always rooted in fear. Ooh. David was driving today and he noticed all of these people. He lives in Southern California where everyone's always in a hurry, it seems to him. And you know, the, the, the cars that are trying to speed by and, and weave in and out and all of this thing. And we were with him in that moment because he was enjoying, enjoying his drive so much. And, and we simply created the observance that these people are operating in fear. Anytime you were rushed, you are operating in fear. Anytime you feel that you must get something done, you've got to be in get it done mode, you're operating in fear and your matrix creates a lot of fear. The, the, the concept of time, and you've got to be here by this time, and you've got to have your kids there by that time. And if, you're, if you don't do it, you're going to be judged. There's going to be a penalty in some way. And so the, the, the root of impatience is always rooted in fear. So imagine a, a way of life where you simply don't assign yourselves to the matrix. You get where you go when you get there. You enjoy the experience along the way. This, this the angst travel, weaving in and out of cars, rushing through red lights, trying to hurry and get somewhere, while another is, is, is driving with the top down, enjoying the sunshine and, and, and the, the flow of traffic and the being in the vehicle and all of those sorts of things. It is possible for you to create joy in any moment, in any circumstance, in any situation. But very often, the matrix is telling you, that's not joy. You've got to get life done. You get joy when you get to go on vacation. You get joy at Christmas. You get joy on Saturday morning. You get these little glimpses of joy, but most of your life can't be that. You need to be working in obedience of others, working for others, paying taxes to your government, and being an obedient steward of, of your life instead of making finding joy in every single moment of your life experience your top priority. But if I do that, I'm not going to have a business or I'm not going to have a career or I'm not going to live in abundance. I'm going to end up living under a bridge somewhere. We hear you say it, but that's not true. Test it a little bit. Test it. David has, has created a scenario for himself where he's discovered that whether he is busy in his, his business or not, he lives in abundance. Regardless, whether the, the dollars are flowing in abundance or not, one way or the other, abundance flows in. 
abundance and well-being flow to you. Don't get so caught up in the matrix version of what that is. And that doesn't mean that you have to live in simplicity. It doesn't mean that you have to live in some hut in a spiritual community. You, you all get to, to have the life experience that you wish to have. And all you need to do is desire it and appreciate it and allow it to flow in without all of these, these caveats, with all of these strings attached that it has to be the way the matrix tells you that it is. You are far more magical than you all realize. What you just hit on to, I believe, going back to the impatience is really, it's you're not being present and that get it done, get it done. And because I woke up this morning like that, I've, ha- I've got so much to do today. Everything's a pop, 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 pop. But it's going to happen. One o'clock's going to arrive. Two o'clock's going to arrive. This client's coming in. That, but if I, I have noticed in myself that if I am really worried about getting it done, how am I going to show up for all these people? Then I can't be present. And I can't be present for you right now if I'm worried about what's coming next. And so it really is that beautiful. There is an abundance of time. But if I just sit down in the moment, I could show up better for a client. I could show up better for whatever it is that I'm doing. Even if it's like what you said, driving in traffic, the enjoying the, the, the light. The your magical state of abundance defies the illusion of time. Mm. It does. So, so when you simply make your priority, moving through your day in joy and appreciation, everything's going to work out for you no matter what. Because of that high vibration of, of appreciation of all that is, you are allowing your source being to be fully realized. It is always there. You're not allowing your ego in that state to overshadow it. By the same token, though, we, we want to point out that your ego overshadowing your source state of being is a natural process for any physical being that you are not going to change. You're not going to solve it. We are guiding you to more source and more source and more source, that which we are. However, understand that those moments that you do wake up hurried and forgetting to to find things to appreciate and meditate, and you get steeped back in your ego, and suddenly you're you're feeling a little stressed, and you're thinking about your to-do list, and maybe you're comparing yourself a little bit to others, that's not a bad thing. That's part of the creative process, because that being knocked out of source alignment, state of being actually creates a platform for which you build most of your new creations from that 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 misalignment that feeling of discomfort and the judgment that creates your suffering in fact it creates all of your suffering that suffering state can serve as the launch pad of your next new brilliant creation that's the process of creation in and of itself that's why your physical environment is polarized that's why you you move up and down vibrationally and you're not just high all the time That's why we don't guide you to go sit on a mountaintop and meditate your life away, Mm -hmm. to get into the the muck of humanity, place your hands in the clay, but understand that the matrix is so noisy and telling you that you've got to be right and you've got to be on one side of an issue and you've got to be judgmental and you've got to compare yourself to others. All of that can be significantly detuned, significantly, because it was all learned by you. An infant does not come into the world pre-programmed into the matrix. The infant absorbs the matrix and becomes part of the matrix as as it it moves through the life experience. You didn't show up that way, however. That's why little children don't care. 
they'll run around naked and they'll say anything that comes to their mind and they'll, they'll, they'll act silly and they, they will let their emotions show because they're not yet steeped in the matrix. The matrix teaches them to wear clothes and to, to mind their manners and to act a certain way and to not say things and there's consequences for their action. All of that is the noise of the matrix. So you can move through your human experience and even have an experience where you are more at peace or more joyful and not necessarily uh, moving down the path of being labeled as, as having some sort of mental disorder because you're running around naked in the street as a 45 year old. <laughs> but you can be that, that, you can have that level of freedom in your minds. And you can have that level of freedom in your mind. And even if others judge you as a spiritual kook, you don't care. It doesn't mean anything to you because you're so at peace with you and you know what that feeling of source connectedness feels like. And you understand that as much as you might enjoy a fabulous vacation or a, an expensive vehicle or living in a beautiful home, there's none of that comes anywhere near comparing to that source connected state of joy and clarity. Joy and clarity is the highest vibration you can achieve. You can achieve a vibration instantaneously, regardless of who you are, where you are, how you are, how your life is judged by others. And you can be in a higher vibrational state of being than any multi-billionaire on your planet at any time. Can I, as you're speaking, I'm feeling like the flip end of this, where we also start judging and getting scared is what, what, why when we get too much abundance, we also like freak out and start judging and, and getting in our own way and, and stop it. That's not an uncommon. That's a very good point that you raise because there's still that underlying matrix induced vibration of fear. You've managed to manifest it. Now, what if someone wants to take it away or you've managed to manifest it? And instead of enjoying the fruits of it, you are now focused on the labor of it. You are now focused on the fact that you have a lot more money to manage, that more people are coming to you asking for money now, and you've got to deal with all of that. You're perhaps dealing with a much larger residence and a staff to run it and dealing with multiple cars and all of these things. And the, David has a friend that at one point owned 12 luxury vehicles. And David was saying to him that it would be nice to be able to have a collection of cars like that. And he said, I thought it was nice until I actually had it and realized what a nightmare it was to maintain all of that. Mm. that careful what you wish for we would we would never guide you to be careful what you wish for wish for whatever you want have the experience flow through it perhaps owning 12 vehicles will teach you that owning 12 vehicles is not exactly the experience that you think it's going to be because when you dream of something you are not taking into account that you're in a physical polarized environment and there's contrast on all topics when you're single and you're lonely you dream of nothing more than a relationship you get into a relationship and when that initial honeymoon phase wears off, you start noticing the flaws in the other being. Suddenly you dream of the days when you had your solitude and you were alone and you weren't being controlled by this other being and all of these other things. You, you, it, it is human nature to manifest something because the matrix tells you that when you're in a relationship and when you have money and when you have your health and you have a beautiful home to live in, that you are at last going to experience joy. And then you get there and you have all of these things and you're still moving in and out of vibrational flow and you still get, find yourself getting knocked out of joy. And then when vibrational flow takes you down, suddenly the relationship is too cumbersome. The house is too big. The money is too much. It's too much responsibility. There's too many social engagements that you're getting invited to. 
Uh, there, there's too many people not showing up to take care of the home that you love so much. You're seeing all of the flaws in it and you hearken back to a simpler time. And then if the simpler time to, were to return, you would do the same thing all over again. You would start dreaming of manifesting it again because of this idea that joy is in a specific experience or joy is in a specific possession or relationship. And it's not. That joy is always fleeting. The only joy that is available to any physical being is the joy of self and the joy of being and the joy of the experience, regardless of what it is. That sounds, this goes back to where we first started. I think of um, we're born, what we have a, a predetermined desire for expansion. And then it sounds like our human, our ego comes in with expectation. And that's where we can get and the upside down. Yeah, the ego-driven desire drives you to create, which expands your being. So ego is not a bad thing. Right. The ego-driven desire that expands you to create, judged, separates you from, from joy, creates your suffering. And along with that comes either with expectation. I just realized expectation is a very heavily laden word. Indeed, it is. A, a lot of people that, that, that are, are students of what you might call the law of attraction believe that when you expect something, it's going to show up. That's the process of creation. But there's a fine line. Again, these things are all vibrational. So if you're expecting something, is it because that, that you just know that it is and you're relaxed and you're knowing? Are you expecting it, looking at your watch, wondering when it's going to show up? Or do you believe that you deserve it? Right. Think of these two words, worthiness and deservedness are two different things. Right. Worthiness is that you are worthy absolutely of any and everything that you want to experience in the, in the earth environment. There is no judgment from source on your worthiness of anything. Worthiness is a human created concept. Deservedness, however, means that there is a vacuum that you've created of space where something needs to flow in for you to feel validated. And there's judgment there. There's some there's judgment, judgment going along with deservingness. Deservedness is judgment. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the concept of, of you've done all of the vibrational work and now you deserve it. Where is it? I deserve this. I've mm -hmm. done the work. I'm in alignment with it. Or I did the hard work in my business and I did all the things I was supposed to do and it's not showing up. I deserve this. Deservedness activates the vibration of need. And the vibration of need will always be met with more need. Mm. Beautiful. We, we will end with, with stating, as we have stated before, but there, there is such a gap of knowledge around this topic that this, this, this concept of need, that the universe is this benevolent entity that is going to look upon you and understand that you need something and deliver it. The universe is not judging your experience. Therefore, the universe is not looking at one and saying that you are blessed and another and saying you are cursed and you're going to receive and you are not. The universe is always delivering on conscious creation, what you might call vibrational match, but essentially it's conscious creation. If you believe it, you are creating it. If you're focused upon it, you are creating it. And if your focus is on the need, then your focus is on the lack. So you're creating lack. Mm. The universe is delivering abundance without judgment, meaning there is no miscreating. There's no negative manifestation from our perspective ever. There's nothing that happens in your world that we judge as wrong or bad or evil or should not be. The things that you all judge as that are all products of ego. 
separation from source, the way you all behave, you all meaning all of humanity, behave when you are separated from your source consciousness. Those are the things that you might label evil. There's nothing wrong with labeling them as such, but understand that the universe is only delivering clarity and abundance all the time. It is always flowing, always flowing. And there's evidence of that all around you. But if you're opening social media and you're reading about other people's suffering and that's where your concentration is, you're not going to have that experience. Your experience is going to be that the world is a terrible place, that it's going downhill, that there's suffering everywhere, that there's numerous problems to be solved, and that how dare anyone experience joy and just being and enjoy themselves when other people are suffering. But it's not your job to hold others from their suffering, not one of you. Their suffering is their soul's created experience. When you speak to soul contracts, that's exactly what we speak to, is is the, the soul comes to have a human experience. The soul is not judging the human experience the way humanity tends to judge the human experience. Whatever that experience is, is exactly what the soul came to have. So we would guide all of you to to ease up a little bit on your judgment of the experience of others and the needing of others to agree with you and your choices to validate where you are vibrationally, because you don't need that. You don't need that at all. all. All you need is to be so grounded in your journey that you are appreciating every aspect of it from day one. And when you get there, you have the clarity of source. When you get there, you are allowing your natural state of abundance to be realized. And the magical part is when you get there, you no longer need any of these shiny things to bring the joy. The joy is flowing to you naturally without them. And then what happens is more of them tend to show up because you're not needing them so much, not chasing them away with that need. Mm, right beautiful thank you very much indeed with much love that is what we have thank you andrea so much for joining the stream today and asking all those fantastic questions uh we are now going to go over to our patreon page and we are going to explore everything the stream offered in the expanded podcast i hope to see you over there thanks again andrea thank you all for listening thank you I'm excited to announce that we are now on Patreon. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David.